This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. Let me tell you how my day's been going, my weekend's been going. And I, maybe not everybody wants to hear this. Maybe you don't care. But I got to tell you. <laughs> I got to tell you all the same. You can get mad at me if you want. I feel like I'm, uh, I feel blessed. I kind of It kind of irks me a little bit when people say that. Have a blessed day. I, it's just not me, <laughs> you know. Not there's anything wrong with it. There really isn't. And I think a lot of well-meaning people do. I don't mean to be too harsh. But I'm telling you, my life is is blessed. I look up every morning and I say, God, whatever I did to find this good fortune, thank you so much. Thank you so much. We the the lifestyle that we're living. My wife said, I said, what could be better? She said, a pool. She's, it's always got to be something. Uh, I said, well, touche. I, what to say about that? Uh, I don't really have plans for a pool right now. But anyway, I don't get off point. Uh, right now, I came down here. It's, it's Sunday, right about, uh, it's 12.02 here exactly, noon. And my wife is upstairs cooking breakfast, okay? So we we spent the morning out on the deck. Last night, I know I'm jumping around. I'm a little excited. What do you want me to tell you? Food, bacon, sun, fire, dogs, my family. And I don't know what to tell you, man. It, it's all good. Um, we had a, a – it got cold. I don't want to say cold. It got down about, I don't know, probably below 60 actually overnight. So it was a little chilly. We were going to hang out on the deck last night. Like, you know, it's getting cold. It was overcast all day yesterday. and uh, But it was fine. We were outside all the same. It was, it was nice out. You know, it, was, it was pretty cool. But then it got chilly. We had these big ribeyes on the grill. Let me tell you, fire, ribeyes. So we're going to hang out on the deck. And uh, we said, you know what? I'm going to light a fire. Got this big thing running. I had a couple of big slabs of oak I threw on there. Big, like, I don't know, this thing, 24-inch round at least. I like to get a couple of those big ones. Then I had, like, some 10-inch logs that were, like, Four feet long, I threw a couple of those on there, and then a bunch of you know split up firewood mingled in there. But you get those big logs burned, just nice fire, right? We had this, um, this cherry crumble dessert. I mean, the whole it was all just fun. Am I going on too long about this? I probably am. Um, we hung about by fire, so that was last night. So we, we all slept in this morning, which I just don't do a whole lot anymore, but I got to tell you, waking up Sunday morning is a little chilly, slept with the window open, and uh, our bellies were still full from the, we ate late as it was, and it was just gluttony, man. There was salad in there, I had salad, does that make you feel better? Corn on the cob, baked potato, right? Well, here's the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, my, we were out on the deck, we spent uh, uh, the morning out on the deck, uh, you should see, I should put it on the... On the show notes, I don't know if I will. Uh, me with the pit bull on the on the deck chair, and she's on her back. She's just amazing. We have beautiful dogs, so we're out there all morning. We're not really hungry, and but we knew what we were doing. We didn't even have to discuss it. We've been down this road before, 
And uh, so my wife says, I'm going to go in to start cleaning up so we can have brunch. Got it. So I went in after I thought she had enough time to finish, which she didn't because she forgot to run the dishwasher last night. So she was a little perturbed at that, but we'll get through it. So the dishes didn't get done. So there we are. And uh, I said, all right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start cooking. And she says, oh, no. Oh, no. I'll make the breakfast. And I thought, well, doggone dilly. This is my lucky day times 10. I said, well, I'm going to get out and record for a little bit then. She said, you go right ahead. <laughs> I don't know why I'm going on and on about this. Uh, we're going to record here. I'm going to go eat. And then I'm going to go unleash. I'm going to take my shirt off. My daughter doesn't like it. Listen to this. My daughter was at a pool party yesterday. And she says to my wife before she goes over, she says, "Uh, Mom, are the boys going to go topless like Dad does? (laughs) She doesn't like, I'm like, sorry, kid. Dad goes shirtless in the yard. Uh, you know, I'm at the age now. Well, if I'm in a public pool, sure, I'm going to go shirtless. I, it's not like I walk around, you know, out in the front yard like some kind of a Adonis out there. But in my own yard, I don't know. This is what I like to do. Unleash and be outside. It's where I'm happy. It's my happy place. I want to tell you something I noticed. I noticed patterns. I don't know. Maybe I've got like the... Uh, What's the, what's the, not ADD or uh, I don't know, I don't know, something. I, there's some circuit that's not wired right. It has, its, it has its benefits and its drawbacks, right? But I notice these patterns. And one of the things that I, I've come to realize is that people that work outside, and um, I don't necessarily mean, um, you know, as an as a occupation, but people that spend a large amount of time outside live longer and are happier. I don't know. It's just an observation. It's not 100%. I'm not saying it's uh, what is 100%. Anyway, part of the reason why I bring all that up, I've been getting quite a few emails, people asking me, where are you at? Where's the podcast? And uh, thank you for caring. It's good that somebody came. Like, oh, somebody noticed. Uh, I'm on the summer schedule. I'll just get right to it. We're getting like 16 hours of daylight right now, and we're not even at the longest part of the year. And I just don't really want to be in the studio, to be frank. Um it's not that I don't want to do the podcast. I actually, today, I thought about doing this from the deck. Um, I don't know. I just I don't have the great great sound set up for that, to, to do that to you. I don't know. I might have to think. I've done mobile podcasts before. You know, it's like AM radio. And I was having a conversation with a friend who's thinking about starting a podcast. And he's like, yeah, I'm not worried about the sound quality. I'm like, ah, people are going to beat you up, man. It gets annoying to listen to the expectation today. I don't know if you just heard my chair moving. People don't like that kind of stuff. You know, everybody else is editing it out. I don't edit it out. You just have to deal with it. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to get too far down this rabbit hole. You know me, I'll yammer on forever. But um, I'm on a summer schedule, so basically I'm fitting podcasts in when I can. And uh, it wasn't my plan. I don't feel good about it. I have a ton to talk about. My my notebook is chocked full. I could talk for weeks at this point about everything that's going on. Yeah, but the fact of the matter is I have to keep this podcast in its proper place in my heart, my mind, and my life. You know what I'm saying? I can't let it consume me. I gotta it's gotta be something that I yearn for, that I enjoy, which I do. I do. I wanna be doing more. And that's about I guess what I'm getting at. I always wanna be doing more of it. 
I always want that feeling. If that stops, you, know, you start to ask, you know, if I'm going to continue with it. Never had that happen, by the way. But anyway, uh, I would like to be doing more podcasts. I just I want to be outside. I, I it's um, it's kind of freaking me out. I joke around about it, like I'm becoming addicted to being outside. I, I'm like, I kid you not. I walked down to the fire this morning, and there was the wool blanket folded up. I went in and got it. I was planning on sleeping out there. I was contemplating whether I wanted to sleep down by the fire or up on the deck. It's just where I want to be. Where I don't know. The deer, I'm standing out in my driveway. The deer come walking up. The fox are trotting along out back. The groundhog got pummeled by the dog again. I don't know how many people know the groundhog story. I'm not getting into that today. I I did my best to this stupid groundhog. I don't know. I don't know why everybody hates the groundhog. They get a bad rap. But anyway, the pears are coming in. We have uh, bell peppers coming in. My ghost pepper plant is coming along well. The morning glories I planted, they're looking good. Nice dark leaves. Hopefully they they get some uh get some some growth on them here. Uh what else? Tomatoes are coming in. It's all looking good. It's the, the, and then we have uh, across the side of our property is a, a hedgerow. I don't know. This, I, I got I to gotta really got to learn my, my bushes better. We have like every, I shouldn't say it like that. We have like a ton of native Pennsylvania plants in our yard. Some of the things I took out, I kind of regret. We had ferns, for example. People, uh, ferns are kind of an inv- invasive uh, species, but good for, for Pennsylvania ground cover, really. But anyway, across the side, we have this uh, big hedgerow, and, and growing in that is honeysuckle. And it's like a natural air freshener. You can smell it in the house. You, you just, we sit out on the deck. Uh, here was what I said to my wife. I said, this is suppose we were on a rooftop deck down in Wildwood, just by way of it. I don't know why I said Wildwood. You'd probably say Avalon would be a better better choice. But anyway, down the Jersey Shore, and she said, that's when she said, a pool. <laughs> All right. I guess sorry. The ocean does that a little bit, I guess, but we're living the life. I'm happy. Life is good despite everything. And I'll tell you just real quick, and then I'll wrap this up to get on to what we wanted to talk about. Um, I purposely say thanks. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. I pray it multiple times a day. I really do. I can't say it enough, really, because I know I've seen it. You know, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Uh, don't take anything for granted. You know what I'm saying? Those those precious moments. <laughs> my daughter, I'll leave you with this one. I know. I, I, you, you hear my excitement. We <laughs> go sit down by the fire, and I pulled out this uh, little pink. I didn't have the chairs out. I wasn't really planning on going down there. Couldn't remember where the other camping trailers were. My wife had them, if you can imagine. So anyway, I pull out this little pink kid's chair of hers. <laughs> she goes, this whole thing. I am not sitting on this. And she's talking like, you know, she's 20. And I'm just like, man, what happened to my little baby girl? <laughs> man, this is all happening too fast. Cherish the moments. You know what I'm saying? I look at the dogs, and I'm like, man, God willing, these dogs stick around a few years, man. They're they're all pretty young. That we got some time yet, but uh, it's going to be some some tough tough transition. We have to say goodbye to those guys, and and my daughter moves on with her life, but. In the meantime, we're just enjoying the heck out of this time. What can I say? And, you know, uh, if you look back, right, you look back um, on your childhood and you compare your childhood to your child's childhood. Does that make sense? Uh, 
or you know what children are experiencing today. And a lot of things are very foreign. I got a, a uh, article popped up I want to share a little bit about with you from the Saturday uh, Evening Post a periodical that I subscribe to, as well as the Epic Times. Uh, I don't have any business affiliation, but I do like to recommend both publications. Um, anyway, um, Saturday Evening Post, 10 Things Kids Don't Know How to Do. And it got me to thinking about this. I go, wow, it really is this big, big difference in how kids are growing up. Some of it positive, some of it negative. And I'll talk about that a little bit. But, um, you know, we talk about progress, and it's become a word that's demonized in some circles. I don't know why. I don't believe that the current Democrat political initiative represents anything progressive at all. And uh, Republicans, for their part, um, just don't have anything at all to offer, it, it sounds like, the way things are going. But it's not progress. And I believe what I want to talk about today is if we're going to have progress, that we as a society, a country, a planet, I guess on some level, that we got to be looking at our, con- our conscience and willing to question the status quo. Um, and um, dedication to making our decisions that are based on sound principles of, of honor. I'm going to talk a little bit more about all that. Um, you know, things are going to be changing all the time. This is part of life. The only constant is change. But it's up to us to ensure that we're making these changes that are better for society as a whole, and that we're creating a, a legacy of true progress. And I'm going to make my points here to illustrate what I'm talking about, where, where I think we're failing on that big time, bigly, hugely. But if we're going to do it, we, first of all, we're going to get better get started right now, but we need to begin with critical thinking, willing to challenge even our own assumptions and beliefs. We would have to be open to new ideas and perspectives, uh, but it has to be founded on the truth and a certain level of integrity. Do you agree? It has to. All right? So, I, you know, I made this bold choice today to um, talk about repentance. And I want to just address that head on 15 minutes into the podcast. Because uh, I'm sure it's uh, going to offend some people, which is truly not my intention. I know there's something, well, let them be offended. Better be offended on earth than uh, eternity in hell. All right. Well, I didn't bring it up for any of those reasons, um, you know, which is certainly very, very fascinating fire and brimstone and, and maybe is needed. Right. I'm not even sure that I could debate that, but that's not why I bring any of it up. That's not not at all why I talk about it, at least not today. Not my purpose. In fact, uh, I'm not going to give you a religious argument at all. Everything I'm going to say to you is purely political. I mean, not purely political, but mostly political. And my argument starts with with legacy. And I'll tell you the truth. I can't tell you how many people I know feel the same way. When I see everything going on today, my heart hurts for my children, certainly for their children. I think to myself, where does all this go? I don't know. I spoke to my son Friday night. We're on the phone for about an hour. Great conversation. He reaches out to me. We text probably a couple times a week. And then he calls me about about once a month. He's driving down to his girlfriend's, got an hour on the road, call and catch up with Pop. 
And, you know, we never discussed it. I never asked him. He just never just, he just does it. And it's the kind of kid that he is, really. And I, and I look at uh, all the successes that, that he's had and um, how, how great he's doing. And I look at my daughter, how well-spoken she is, how smart she is. Beautiful, that's another issue in itself. Strikingly beautiful, my daughter. It's uh, it's very concerning, to say the least, for a guy like me. But I look at this, I say, well, I give myself a, a, a B-plus as a parent. And where do I fall short? My own self-assessment, uh, patience, probably. Patience. I'll tell you, uh, uh, my daughter in particular, she requires a lot of patience. But when I think about their futures, I think, where, where are we headed with all this? I told you I saw this article in the Saturday Evening Post that got me to thinking how different uh, we're growing up than compared to me, how crazy different things are. Things that they don't know how to do, use a card catalog, wind a watch, write in cursive. I don't know if that's true. I think my daughter can tie a tie. True story. I still need to look at a diagram to tie a full Windsor. I don't know if anybody cares. Doing long division. Uh, not true. My daughter can do long division. Uh, use an atlas. Yep. Everybody uses the Google Maps, you know, the, the apps now. The, or uh, what, what's the other ones? Waze, Apple Maps. People, Kids today don't know how to write a check, drive sh- uh, stick shift. You know, even tractor trailers now are sh- uh, switching over to automatic. I'm not sure what took so long, frankly. Operate a film camera. Oh, God, who who does want to operate a film camera? But this I found interesting, and one of the reasons why I love the Saturday Evening Post, the level of credibility I think they bring. Five things that these young people know how to do better. Number one, take alone time. This was very interesting to me as I look at my friends that are my age and older and the difficulty of dealing with loneliness. And to be quite honest with you, uh, there was a little period where I had to kind of do my own little soul searching. Uh, it's because it was different to me to, to be alone. What I've come to realize is that um, I love that time. I yearn for that time. Just being outside by myself. That's my thing. I love being out there with my family. It's true. But I enjoy my alone time. And I think it's a virtue. I really do on some level. Number two, using technology like it's second nature. Um, I was, I'm not going to get too into the story. I was going to tell the story when I'm running kind of long here. And I got like, a, I don't think I finished telling the story. My wife is making a steak, egg, potato. We're going to mix that together. Steak, egg, and potato left over from last night. We'll put a little uh, cheese and bacon bits on there. It's going to be, do- oh, in bacon bits? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be doggone good. So when I say I got to (laughs) go, I got to go. I don't know if we're going to get through all this or not, but when I say I got to go, I got to (laughs) go. So I'm not going to tell you the whole story. But anyway, my daughter, I was showing her AI, and she'll be using it. I'm using it every day. She'll be using it for all kinds of crazy. I could see her her wheels just, her mind exploding and all these old heads that are afraid of it. It's like the people that were afraid of the cotton gin. You know, it's a true story. Look it up yourself. These machines are going to put people out of work. People won't have anything to do. Interesting, right? But for the people that can harness it and use it, the world will will, will be at their uh, whatever. You know what I mean? 
Um, anyway, using technologists, yeah, they're not writing checks because they're paying with a cash app or something like that. Uh, kids stay aware of trends. That's probably all the case. Develop skills on their own, able to self-learn. That I found to be very fascinating. We could do a whole podcast on that. Listen, kids are important to me. They ought to be important to everybody. And and I'm not a big kid person, by the way. And I've done some things with the youth and and coaching and stuff like that when my son was growing up. Um, But it's definitely, if I had to, like, work in that realm or something like that, I'd have a very difficult time. But kids are important to me. I understand the foundation that they bring, our legacy, our families, our communities, our nation, and our planet. And and to, to not give it the attention it deserves is foolish, plain foolish. And we do the opposite. We sit back and we try, oh, these, these young look at these young people. What about, where, where's the criticism of the parents? And if we're going to change the future, if we're going to re- reverse course on any of this, then we better start taking action. action. I, want, I said I want to use a political argument to illustrate these points. All right? What, is, what does repent even mean? To express regret or remorse, to turn away, right? Uh, feel regret or, or uh, repentance about abortion. Thank God we got that behind us at least to some degree. Uh, I wonder what the impact will be on the on the numbers. We'll see some uh, shift in that, and then we'll have some data to see how many uh, lives have been saved. Um, it's amazing that we're killing off these American babies with whatever justification to the tune of like. Uh, 700,000 a year, every year. Some years at its peak, 1.2 million babies getting murdered, getting killed. I know people have strong feelings about this, and that means that there's 1.2 million women per year, many of them listening right now, some of them listening right now, that have had abortions. And I'm sorry. I am, and I'm not, I'm not uh, judging anybody. I'm not. It's not, I told you, it's not my purpose of this. I have my own repenting to do. I'm not going to preach to you. But I'm saying as a society, it was wrong. Not everybody's going to agree with me, but that's my perspective. Largely, I guess, behind us, but we'll see. The spending, this debt, just got this debt limit increase that uh, Representative McCarthy just you know really led a really bold fight there, didn't he? he? Really dug his heels in and really drove it to the Democrats. Whew. Unreal! What, what Republican Party? He's and he's like the, the he's like the radical fringe they call him. Well, yeah, that's pretty radical, real radical, radical conservative. All right, I'll say, unbelievable, really. Um, but. Uh, look at what we're giving our future generations, that this um, completely out-of-control, irresponsible spending and passing this bill on to future generations like it's okay. It's committing our children to slavery. Ukraine, one of a long line of useless, senseless wars. Why are we involved? Oh, I know. I know. I'm not with the popular opinion on this one. All the people out there that, um, you know, I stand with the Ukraine crowd. Oh, good for you. Why don't you go over there and do something about it? You stand with Ukraine so, so, so strongly. 
But the bigger point is, you know, what is the damage of these constant wars, constant fighting? They're talking every day about, you know, inching closer to World War III like it's some kind of uh, predestined event. January 6th, the stolen elections. I was watching a video. Uh, well, let me just stick to the point. The integrity of the elections is gone. Uh, I'm not going to have time to go into the details about that. We'll talk about it in another podcast. But, you know, how do you have a, a, a republic, a representative republic of democratically elected officials with a failed election system? And nobody even motivated to do anything about it. And either party, apparently, very few. And then the last is this this trans movement. And a big part of it that I see is the evil doing is the idea of this mutilating of children, chemically or surgically, without a doubt, the most awful, painful thing I've ever had to witness in my life. Uh, on a scale of the Holocaust, in my opinion. And that people uh, are afraid, I guess, to speak up about it. It's unbelievable to me. Because they'll come after you. I'm going to say, look, I, I don't, when I examine my conscience, you know, I don't look to Facebook or Twitter. I don't look to the polls. You know, I look in one direction only. And you can look in whatever direction you choose, I suppose. But we better start asking why, what's true, and maybe thinking for ourselves before we completely destroy the country. For it's completely bankrupt to the point of, of irredeemable. What does that look like? Go down to Venezuela, go down to any of these countries, you'll see. Many have gone through it. We're inheriting these cultures here and, and not making any effort to Americanize people coming here. What does that mean? That means we're going to be de-Americanized. It's already happening. Florida police officer killed in a six-minute battle with an illegal teen. Um, Aguilar Mendez, 18-year-old. Um, it's funny how they call him a teen, right? That's an adult, an 18-year-old. But here's this white guy. We don't talk about that. Uh, I don't know. Got gray hair. 55 maybe, guy probably looking forward to retiring in Florida, something like that, killed by an illegal alien, 18-year-old. More and more violence, and it is going to be heinous violence people haven't seen. I don't even really want to um, put any ideas out there. I mean, we're definitely making security adjustments, having to. Uh, I'll just say this. I view... You know, from age 15 to 25, uh, illegal immigrants, um, minority gangs in, in, the, in the cities, there's armies of them just teed up. It's kind of freaky. Uh, and listen, look at, around at the news. Across the country, there was these waves of mass violence being perpetrated by young people. What does that tell you uh, about the moral shift in our society? In World War II, that same age demographic was ensuring that the world had access to running water, food, uh, uh, job, safety, fighting a war to do it, that people could vote. 
back at that time, people felt so strongly about it. Go back to the Revolutionary War, that same demographic. They marched from as far away as Quakertown, Pennsylvania. You don't live where I live. It doesn't mean the same to you. I hiked a portion of it, 14 miles down to Washington's headquarters. Go make that journey. These little vile pigs running around, their little filthy gangs, think you know they're going to be tough gangbangers. Maybe they ought to go make that hike down there. And we have a little conversation about what it's about and why it's important. Maybe that, and this is the leadership we need to bring, really. We need to be talking about these things. If we don't, this is what we get. I don't know. I don't have all the answers, but I know this. This is not progress. When you look at, look, if you don't have safety, I'll leave, the, I'll leave you with this point, this basic point. Thomas Paine said it, I believe it to be true. The basic function of government is safety, to provide safety. If you don't have the ability to travel safely, move safely, work safely, make money safely, and do these things without fear of violence or death or whatever, how can you possibly enjoy any freedom? Government is losing its ability to provide that safety. And it's really going to be crazy uh, to think about, not really, not really that hard to imagine what it's going to look like. You can go to so many areas around the world into our own inner cities. Go, go, um, go, go on uh, YouTube, you schlub, and look up uh, Kensington, Philadelphia. And there you have it. Third world cesspool. Six miles from my house. Put this in perspective. This is the world we live in. Six miles from my house. You go look at those videos. Not far. There's children down there, too. I don't see much of that. Drug-ridden, mental health, violent, people in the, in the dregs of, of depravity at the lowest level you can't imagine. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Six miles from, I'm over here living the life in just a little bit of a difference. What's the difference? You're going to say white privilege. I'm going to say it didn't come quite that easy. We'll have to talk about it another day. I got a big meal ahead of me, and I'm headed back outside. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow, sooner or later. I'll see you there. Make it a great day.